Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks. And today we are talking about 11 ways to boost your productivity and increase your happiness. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. So a lot of times the problem is whenever we are trying to boost our productivity and be happy at the same time, it typically goes to a big flop. That's just because we put so much pressure and so much stress on ourselves trying to do things that just probably don't work for us. We try to fit into the mode and say that, hey, this guru says this, so we must do this, or this guru says that, so we must do that. And that's simply not true. Let me just put this stat out there because you guys know I love the stats. 66% of full-time employees in America say that they don't have work-life balance. Now, I also want to say that we are doing so many things trying to do the right thing that we're doing the wrong thing, but that's okay because I'm going to show you how to fix it. Let me tell you first what we're doing wrong so we can stop burning ourselves out. So first off, we're, we a lot of us have the wrong routine. And what I mean by that, we have tried to listen to every guru who's told us that we need to have all of these things in our morning routine. And that's just not true. So don't overcomplicate. Don't overwhelm yourself in the morning. Keep it simple. No more than three tasks. If it's not going to help your morning or your day go by better, don't put it in the morning. Put it later on in the day. Put it in the evening. Or you have to evaluate, is it something that I even need to include at all? Let me give you guys an example. For me, a workout is pretty much only going to happen in the morning because I'm just pretty much not going to do it in the afternoon or in the evening. That's what it is for me. I encourage you guys to find something super simple that works for you and only do things that move the needle. My morning routine is super simple. I wake up in the morning, have devotional time with my husband, I work out, and I review my one day at a time template, which includes my task list. And that's it. That's all for the morning. And I'm not doing a bazillion of things in the morning where I'm bogged down and clogged up with so many different tasks. Now, the other thing that we're doing is the wrong time. Now, again, we're listening to so many people that tell us that we need to wake up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. And if that's not you, don't press yourself to do it yet. If that's something you want to work toward later, great, go for it. But if you are more productive in the evening or late at night, work with how you are if you are a night out, that's fine. It works great for Tim Ferriss. And so roll with that. Now, at the same time, you need to find the method that works best for you. So if it's Pomodoro, if it's time blocking, if it's 
If it's the Seinfeld method, whatever it may be, find a productivity method that's best for you. And I've made that super easy because I struggled so hard finding a method that fit my personality that I decided to use science and research and develop a quiz that will help you figure out the best productivity method based upon your personality. And when I tell you it feels so good to be understood, it feels wonderful to be understood. I encourage you guys to go to totalfitbosschick.com backslash productivity quiz and find out what your productivity personality is. And don't just stop there. Go ahead and holler at me on any of the social media platforms at Total Fit Boss Chick and send me a message and let me know what your productivity personality is because I'd love to know where you fall. Now, the other thing that we do, guys, that we have incorrect is the wrong mindset. We go in and we have a fear of failure. We have fear of success or we're procrastinating or we are being perfectionist. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, we have the wrong mindset. The key is to enjoy the journey. It is literally a journey. Those of you who have older kids or, or multiple children can probably understand this. So what happens is that when we first have those kids, it's so stressful and we're so worried about them being so perfect and everything happening so right. And then as they get older or maybe that second kid, things get more relaxed and we start just enjoying them. And that's the same process. We actually want to enjoy the journey. And here's the deal. If you mess up, it's okay. Let yourself know that you forgave yourself for whatever that mistake was and move forward. Don't do it again. You've already learned that lesson, right? So you don't have to worry about it anymore. Number two is get organized first. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you've got to just jump in there and organize the whole world and have your entire life totally perfect. Not at all, because it's still a journey for me as well. And as a matter of fact, guys, be on the lookout because I am going to have some amazing organization videos coming up that I think you guys could truly benefit from. Just start small with organization. Just start very small and start decluttering because what happens is when we have clutter, it's like chaos in our lives. And take it from me, I am literally a clutter bug. I didn't really feel like that because I felt like everything was in this organized little pal and I knew exactly what it was and what what happened with it. But you know what? If anything happened to me and I lost my memory, nobody else could really figure out exactly what I was doing. I did not have a good system. So keeping things organized and things around your house, things in your car, things in your office, your email, if you keep things organized, that clutter and that stress from having to remember all of those things, okay, this goes here, oh yeah, that, because nobody can come behind you and figure it out, is a huge weight off your shoulders. Now, literally take two to 15 minutes a day, take five days out of the week, Monday through Friday, take two to 15 minutes out of the day and just organize a particular section. Just take a piece of the closet, Take a portion of a drawer, maybe do your wallet and not your whole handbag, maybe just in the front seat and not the entire car. Just work through two to 15 minutes a day. Stay consistent. The goal is to stay consistent, not put in like a bazillion hours at one time. Just stay consistent 
and I guarantee you, you will be so impressed with your results. Now, the next thing that really drives us crazy, guys, is that dreaded question. What's for dinner? My son has said that to me so many times. It used to frustrate the heck out of me. But when I actually had an answer, it wasn't so frustrating. And I was so frustrated because I'm like, I don't know what's for dinner. Why are you asking me what's for dinner? Now I have to stop and think about this when I was thinking about that. And I was already trying to figure it out. And it just seemed like it was this endless cycle of trying to figure out what's for dinner. It does not have to be that difficult. It can be extremely simple. You can start with themes like Meatless Mondays or Move Mondays or Mexican Tuesdays or Italian Thursdays, whatever it may be. Come up with a theme of things that your family enjoy, that your family enjoys and go with that. Now, I'm going to tell you guys also that we had a little snafu and my oven suffered a casualty and it's taken two months for glass to come back to repair it. Oh, now mind you guys, we don't use a microwave. So us without an oven is pretty major because we have a toaster oven, but there's four of us and the toaster oven is just not that massive. So anyway, with that being said, what is massive is my husband's grill. So we were able to stack on loads of food for the week and get it done on the grill. So we were able to meal prep on the grill a lot faster because it could actually hold more than my oven could. And we were able to get tons of food cooked up. I'll just had to supplement with sides during the week. It just made things go so much better. So find things that work best for you. So even if it is using the grill and meal prepping with your grill instead of with your oven, it made a big difference for us. And even when my oven is, is repaired, that's still something we definitely will keep in our arsenal. The other thing is that almost every family has like a list of favorites, things that the majority of the family loves. And there's this one meal that I make called wife surprise. And it doesn't really require a lot of ingredients. Whenever you're trying to figure out what's to eat or it's just caught you at a bad time or anything like that, I can easily go to that meal. Now we also have a list of several other meals that are similar to that, that we can just prepare quickly. My son is parcel to quesadillas. He actually can make quesadillas himself. He just goes in the kitchen, pulls out a skillet and goes to town. That works out really well. So I always have to make sure that I have those items on hand. Think about what the majority of your family loves and keep those items on hand. You always have go-to meals or say somebody surprises you and you're not really prepared. You always have go-to actions. Okay, here's the other thing that we are all <laughs> worried about and trying to figure out what am I going to wear? How many times have you walked into your closet and tried to figure out what am I going to wear? Guys, we discussed a capsule wardrobe in a previous episode. And when I tell you capsule wardrobes are a game changer for you and your time. In case you're wondering what is a capsule wardrobe, you don't have to be a minimalist to do this, but it's a minimalist approach to your closet where you only keep the clothes in there that you love and look great on you. How perfect is that? Because let me just tell you, one in five people walking upset or mad because they can't find anything they wanna wear in their closets. Now, to take it a step further, studies say that on, on average, women spend six months of their working life looking for something to wear. And I don't mean just six months of the day, it would equate to 24 hours of standing in the closet. That's a lot of time wasted. 
If you decide to jump into this whole capsule wardrobe thing and make the moves and change your world, again, I'm going to remind you from the previous episode, you've got good company like Jennifer Aniston, Mark Zuckerberg, Barack Obama, Angelina Jolie, Simon Cowell, Ellen DeGeneres, and even designers like Tom Ford, Giorgio Armani, Michael Kors, and the late, great Carl Lagerfeld. Yep, and those, like I said, guys, are designers. So what the heck are we doing if the designers themselves have adopted a capsule wardrobe? I don't want you guys to get caught up and think, okay, so what am I doing? I have to keep up with this. I have to keep up with that. Not to worry. I have an amazing bundle called Productivity Sheets that are super inexpensive. Guys, it costs you not to have them. It tells you what to declutter. It gives you ideas as to what to declutter. And if you have children, chores by age, it gives you, it even provides meal planning and so much more. It's a game changer just to get those productivity sheets. It will make a huge difference for you. So moving on to number five, say no first and then convince yourself to say yes. Don't obligate yourself because so many of us are yes people and we're saying yes to things that we should be saying no. So set some boundaries and start off by saying no. Even if you don't say it out loud, say no in your head, then work it out and figure out, is this something that you need to be a part of? Is this something you need to do? Is this where you need to spend your energy? Answer all the questions that you need. If the answer is still no, keep it a no. Don't be afraid to say no because what is happening is your productivity and your happiness. So you don't want to over obligate yourself because here's the deal. We all know it's best to be niched down and to be really good at one thing instead of spreading ourselves out across the board. Well, it's the same thing when you're saying yes to everything, even if it's something that you can do, you're spreading yourself thin and you can't perform as well as you wish that you could. That kind of brings us to number six. Number six is be grateful. Now, being grateful is something that we hear all the time, but I'm not going to just tell you about being grateful. I want you to take it to the next level. One of my guests from a previous show, Usman Ahmed, said it best. He said, we should want what we already have. Yes, I know that sounds so simple, but literally think about it. Want what you already have. So if you've got lemonade in front of you, want the lemonade. Say, oh my gosh, I want lemonade. Oh, look, there's lemonade. How perfect. Think of things like that. Don't say, oh, I want tea and you have lemonade in front of you. So want what you already have. Even if it's not like the top notch thing, be good with what you have because it is amazing. Be good with what you have. Be grateful for what you have. Because the thing is that we want what we don't have. And we spend so much time and so much energy striving after things that we don't have. And we set our we set goals in our lives that says something like, okay, I want to achieve this. And once you get there, then you're achieving another goal. And guess what? You're not happy until you get there. You're spending all of this other time trying to get there, trying to hustle, trying to make it happen when you really don't need to do that. And that's where we're enjoying the journey. And that's a part of the joy. That's a part of the joy that we all get to experience. So let's not want what we don't have. That's what we have already. And then seek for growth. I'm not telling you not to grow, not to want to grow, but what you already have. And then continue to move forward in your growth. But as you move forward to the next level, want that level. So I say when you set your goals 
and forget them. I know that sounds really crazy, but set your goals and forget them and only focus on one step, just that one action that you can take that particular day and don't worry about all the things far out. So your goal, even if you have a long-term goal, your goal is the goal that you set for today. And that's all you That's all you'd want to focus on. Otherwise, you're constantly going through a rat race of letdowns and trying to reach goals and not having the triumphs on the regular basis. You're having the rat race on a regular basis. Now that moves us on to number seven. Number seven is include your family. What I mean by include your family in your business, don't leave them out because what happens is They have no idea about what you've got going on. They don't understand your stress. They don't understand your story. They don't understand your clients. They don't know who they are. My customer avatar or my ideal client, I've named her Amanda. So when I speak about Amanda, my family knows who Amanda is. Now I don't use her name very often around them, but that's what I've named her. I've named her Amanda and I can delegate certain things to my family members. So for example, my daughter helps tremendously with this podcast. She's a musician and a producer, so she did the intro music, she did the outro music. She also helps me edit from time to time, and every so often, she helps me create a post. So she's very involved. My son has his own little business venture going on, so a lot of times, I just may ask him something to help keep my ideas fresh. And my husband is really more the process guy. So I will come to him and say, hey, Chris, I really need some help with some processes. And he will break it down because that's not my strong suit. Once the processes are in place, I can roll with it and I love it. But sometimes I can get scattered and lose focus when I'm going through building out some of the other things that get super technical into the process. So when they know what you're doing, they have a greater respect. And when you include them, they have a greater respect. Here's the deal. Whatever income you create from it, they're typically going to be included on that. So they kind of need to see what you put in. So if you are focused and if you are doing things, they can respect it so much better. So my family has a total respect for me when I am podcasting. They all know what to do and the fact that I need the house to be as quiet as possible if I'm recording at home, which that's normally where I'm recording. They know that I need the house as quiet as possible. So they work around their schedules and do things to make sure that it's not lawn day or that we don't have a lot of crazy stuff going on. Isn't that amazing? That is family power, guys. So even if you don't have family that lives in your home with you, you can also use your family and friends because for the longest, people have called me Tommy from Martin. If you don't know what that is, you can look it up, but it's hilarious. It's just like Martin, the main character, one of his best friends, they didn't know what he did. So everybody was confused. So they were just like, he didn't have a job, even though the podcast comes out every Thursday and we have ranked in multiple countries. Some people just still don't understand what I do. And that's okay because it's not for everybody to know as long as you know. It's actually another part of including your family is only include the family that matters and that can support you. So you don't want to include family that's going to make things harder on you, that's going to that's going to stress you out. So if there are family members in your home that see you working, that's involved and everything like that, 
Yes, great. Roll with that. Otherwise, I'm trying to tell you, you don't want to invite every piece of family in because it could just be a lot worse than what you originally imagined. So we don't want to go there. And if you already have been there, let me know your stories because I'd love to hear it. But it moves us on to number eight. And number eight is have your non-negotiables. And what I, what I mean by non-negotiables are that your core values and you don't bend. So if you know that you have family movie night, one particular night of the week or something, don't, don't let work get in the way. Don't let clients get in your way. Be vigilant. Be, be like a mama bear, papa bear, all over whatever it is your core values are. Love on them. Keep whatever those core values are because at the end of the day, that's what you're about. That's what you stand for. And if you waver on them too often, now don't get me wrong, sometimes you may have to work during dinner time or you may have to take a call and I get it, but don't make it a habit. Don't stick with that type of situation to where you're constantly pushing off to do something else and make time for what and who matters. So if you're into golf, if you're into underwater basket weaving, if you are into whatever it may be that you're into, make sure that you keep up with that. And also the people that you love, don't set aside time for your clients without setting aside time for those that you love. Because at the end of the day, let's just be honest. Are you going to remember every client that you had? Are you going to remember the people that you really loved and cared about? what matters to you most. And we've got to keep that in our forefront. If health is important to you, which I hope that it is, you would put in some time that you make sure that your scheduling breaks, that you make sure that you have some self-care time, that you make sure that you are doing what you need to do in order to make you the best version of yourself. Because how can you go out there and shine and be amazing if you're exhausted, if you're worn out, if you aren't healthy, we don't have time. And that's one reason why I talk about the meal planning, because if you don't plan for the meals and you just end up fast fooding it and over processed foods or whatever it may be that may be unhealthy for you, you're not going to perform as well. And you're not going to be as happy because your performance is not up to your expectations. So believe me, I get it. Every single thing that I'm saying, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me. We have to stay on course with our goals and with our core values that we just don't bend from. Now, number nine is just do 1% more. Just do one more. Just do a little more. Be consistent. And that compounding effect will take place. So if you felt like, okay, I'm done for the day, go ahead and send that one more email. Or if you say whatever it may be, just do a little bit more, just a little bit more. Turn one more page in that book or read one more paragraph. I'm not saying that you've got to just fly to the moon every single time. But what I am saying is do just a little bit more, push yourself a little bit more than what you expected to do or what you wanted to do. Just push yourself a tiny bit more and you'll see the results come in even faster. The next thing is to journal. Again, I talked about enjoying the journey. So where are you going to put those memories? Enjoy the journey and notate it so you can remember those things. So you know what you've been through and what you don't want to go through. So you know where you want to be. Now, this is very important because there's so many different things out there as far as journaling and, 
and what's the best methods. And guys, if you are interested, I'd be more than happy to create a quiz for that one as well because when I tell you, I had a hard time figuring out the best journaling method for me as well. Find the best techniques that works for your, you and your personality. For some of us, it's just freestyling. Some of us, it's bullet journaling. Some of us, it's all out. Some of us, it's a grateful journal. It just depends on what works best for you. And guys, also, I'd like to say, I have this amazing freebie that's called One Day at a Time. And on that freebie, if you, especially if you're just getting started with journaling, it's just one sheet that you start filling out the night before, and then you complete it the next day and you put down what you're grateful for every day. And it's a great way to begin journaling. So it asks you that question. So even if you're just, if the day just was horrible and you're just grateful that, okay, I'm laying down tonight or that I'm just walking because that's all I can do. I, everything else is falling down or I'm just speaking or whatever it may be, big or small, whatever it is that you're grateful for, you're grateful that somebody picked up the phone, even though everybody else hung up on you, at least that person picked up the phone. They hung up but they picked up the phone. So find the things that really make a difference, even if they're tiny, that you could be able to write down in your journal. So just start out small, use journal prompts. Guys, I'll invite you to, I invite you to the Total Fit Boss Chick website and I'd be more than happy to share free journal prompts coming straight to your email every week that can inspire you to write and live your dreams. So it's not just creative, but it is therapeutic. And I mentioned Tim Ferriss earlier. He actually uses journaling, not just because it helps him be more creative or not just because it's the thing to do or makes him more successful. He uses it for therapy. And it's like one of the cheapest form of therapy with anxiety and depression and everything else going on in this world. Guys, the journal is your friend. And it brings me to the last, tip. So the last thing is to utilize the two minute rule. Yes. The two minute rule. If you can get it done in two minutes, get it done. Just get it done immediately. Don't set it aside. Don't plan it out. Don't let an email come in. You already know the answer. You know what you need to say. And you're like, okay, this is not my email. I'm not going to do it. Don't get bogged down now. Don't two minute yourself out all day. But if you can just get it taken care of and get it done, just get it taken care of, get it done and get out of there. If there's, if there's a little, few little things that's left from you getting ready for the morning because you've gone through your closet and you're throwing things all around because you can't find anything to wear, instead of leaving all those things all over the place, just take two minutes and get it done. As long as it only takes two minutes. If it takes longer than two minutes, schedule it for later. Schedule it for another day. Schedule it for another time. Work with what works with you. So guys, that is 11 ways to boost productivity and increase happiness. Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts because guys, when we are productive and we learn how to say no and we set boundaries for ourselves and non-negotiables, guys, we are unstoppable. So again, I'd love to know your thoughts. Please go on to totalfitbosschick.com backslash productivity quiz and find out what method works best for you. I'd love to know. Thanks so much, guys. I look forward to chatting with you next week. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash totalfitbosschick. You're listening to 
the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Bye for now.